Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. God is a spirit. And so man was created in the likeness and the image of God. If God is a spirit, then man, if he's created in his image and after his likeness, then he must of a necessity be a spirit. We know he has a soul, we know he lives in a body, but he is essentially a spirit being. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagen from the Rhema Archives. Stay tuned for the series, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Stay with us. This will be a great time of teaching from a series rarely heard on our radio broadcast. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagen's message. All right, if you have your Bibles, you may open them to for a text to 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 23. Here Paul says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here we have a glimpse of the threefold man, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about is spirit, soul, and body. Primarily we're going to talk about the spirit of man, which is the real man, the inward man. We'll talk some about the soul, very little about the body right at this time. But uh, I notice in, in, in folks quoting this verse... That is usual thing, they'll get it in reverse. They'll say body, soul, and spirit. Now to me, that's a dead giveaway that they're more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. Many periodicals, I notice in, in, in magazines and periodicals, religious periodicals, in quoting this verse of scripture, very seldom will you ever have them to get it right. They'll always put body first. But God doesn't put body first. Paul doesn't put body first. He said, I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Son of Man. Man, we know, was created in the image and in the likeness of God. Because he's created in the image and the likeness of God, then man is in the same class with God. I think it would be very, very interesting for us to turn back to the first chapter of Genesis. I'd like for you to just turn and read it with me. We'll read verse 26 and verse 27. I think this is very interesting. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 27. And God said... Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea 
and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now we know that God is a spirit. You know, Jesus said in John's gospel, the fourth chapter and the 24th verse, they that worship him, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. And so man was created in the likeness and the image of God. If God is a spirit, then man, if he's created in his image and after his likeness, then he must of a necessity be a spirit. We know he has a soul. We know he lives in a body, but he is essentially a spirit being. You remember Peter makes an observation in 1 Peter, the third chapter, the fourth verse. And he's talking really about the spirit of man. He said, but let it be the hidden man of the spirit are of the heart. Here, Peter is writing, to get the full connection of what he's saying, I just want to make this one observation, but I think it'd be interesting, we need to get the full observation here. Peter is writing to Christian wives. And he said, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the flesh. See here, he's talking about the body, the outward man. Let it not be the outward adorn of the flesh, such as platen of the hair, wearing of gold, and putting on of apparel. But, he said, let it be the hidden man of the heart. Now, it's really strange how that folks can read these scriptures and, and uh, one fellow gets something out of it and another person gets something else out of it when, and read it. They're thinking a lot of times, foolish. I've, I've seen ministers quote part of this scripture and and uh, just quote two-thirds of this one verse, you know, and said women oughtn't to fix their hair and they oughtn't wear any gold. But if that would be the case, then women shouldn't wear any clothes either. <laughs> I mean, if that's what Peter said, I'm not trying to be funny, that's just true. If, if that's what Peter said here, well then, if he told him not to, not to plait the hair and not to fix the hair and not to wear any gold, then he also told him not to wear any clothes because he said, who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning, such as plaiting the hair, wearing of gold, and putting on of attire. That's clothes, isn't it? Amen. Isn't it? Now, you know he didn't tell him not to put on any attire, any clothes. Well, if he didn't, then he didn't tell him not to wear any gold. And if he didn't, he didn't tell him not to fix the hair. Did he? Well, what did he tell him? What he's saying is this. Don't spend all your time, and I guess reading really said to women, women are a little more prone to do that than men are. No, he's just simply saying, don't spend all your time on your hair, on your clothes, and on the outward man. But you see to it, first of all, that the hidden man of the heart, that's this spirit of man, that's this real man, that's this inward man. See to it that this inward man is adorned with a quiet and a meek spirit. 
Waiting for somebody to say amen, but nobody said thing. <laughs> amen. No, that's what it said, isn't it? Well, I, 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 uh, I wanted to get the thought over to you that uh, Peter here, when he talks about the hidden man of the heart, is just simply making observation to the fact that the spirit of man is a man. A man. Paul said about the same thing using different language. Now, for instance, in, in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Paul said, For though the outward man perish, or the margin says is decaying. I think we all know what the outward man is, the body. Yet he said the inward man is renewed day by day. There is an outward man, there is an inward man. The outward man is the body. The inward man is a spirit man. Made in the likeness, in the image, and after the likeness of God. Now the psychologist, or psychology I should say I guess, has called this inward man of the heart a subconscious mind. They have recognized that conscience was the voice from an inward personality. The natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit of God. So he can't understand the Bible. You know, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the 14th verse said that. Said that the natural man understandeth not, or receiveth not, the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Now why? Because they're spiritually discerned, or spiritually understood. And so the natural man cannot know himself. Now, there is no psychiatrist or psychologist that really knows himself if he hasn't been born again. If he's not a child of God, he doesn't know himself. Because they think primarily that man is just body and mind. But man is spirit, soul, and body. He not only cannot know himself, but he cannot know God. Consequently, the student of psychology, unless he has received eternal life, cannot understand himself, much less understand somebody else. Can't do it. Now this subconscious mind, if you want to call it that, is the real man. That's what Peter's calling the inward or the hidden man of the heart and what Paul is calling the inward man. This real man is the real man. And he is a spirit man. And in being a spirit man, he's like God. God's a spirit. That's the reason he can never die. Man can die physically and cease to exist. But when the Bible speaks of spiritual death, it doesn't mean that a person ceases to exist. 
man can never cease to exist spiritually. He goes on living when he's dead physically. The outward man may die, but the inward man can't. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the six-CD series that you've been hearing today, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini-book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Additionally, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And remember, call to arms November 7th through 9th. Building men a character. It's going to be a great, 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 great uh, men's conference. That's right. I, I do them differently. I said, I've been, you know, I grew up in this. I saw so many of them, a lot of hype. I said, if I do a men's conference, it's going to have some meat to it. They are, there's nine different workshops that you can go to. And I'm going to tell you what, each one of them is designed yes. to deal with problems that men face real problems and, and of course building men of character and this helps us to yes. be able to build our character so we can live the life that we need to live uh, for God be the examples that we need to be for our families mm-hmm. you want to get here just go to rhema.org CTA and, and you can sign up right there and all the other information is there about hotels and so forth uh, we're going to be looking for you Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.